Well, guys, uh, over the next couple weeks, again, you're going to be hearing from some more folks of just what God's doing in their lives and what they're seeing God do. And uh, I think for the, for me, what I kind of wanted you to see in, in just uh, Doug and Christina's, what they're sharing with you is that that's growth, right? Like that's growth in the Lord, like the Lord just showing and revealing something to them. This past week, I went to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, to the North American Mission Board, which is the organization that supports us as, as a church planner. And uh, 100 and, 125 guys from across the United States and Canada, all in one room, all church planners, less than three years old. And uh, we step into the room uh, the first night, like we have an open session, main session. And the very first scripture that they gave us, or the, just kind of the thing that the guy that was leading it, basically, uh, he said, I want to just put this scripture out there for you. Maybe you need to hear it. And after Chris, or as Christina was talking, I just felt like the Lord said, you maybe need to share this, okay? And so this really has not a lot to do with what we're talking about today, but I just feel like I need to share it, okay? Because here, here it is, because it, it really struck me, and it's one that I've heard often, but in that moment, it was just like, Yep, right? So Psalm 23 is my shepherd, and there is nothing I lack. He lets me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life, and he leads me along the right paths. For his name's sake, I go through the darkest valley. I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. And only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. And I've heard that over and over and over. And for some reason, that just struck me this week. Like, yeah, he's good, right? Like, he is our good shepherd, and he has our best interest in mind. And it actually does play into what we're talking about today because what we're talking about today is the next, like what the Lord has for you next, right? Because where you're sitting now is not where you're going to be in a couple of weeks or where you're going to be in a couple of months or where you're going to be in even a year, right? Like if you asked me a year or now at this point, two years ago, like, hey, you're going to be, where are you going to be? I wouldn't have told you in Kansas City planning a church, Right? Like I was going to be in Fort Smith, Arkansas with our newly bought home and we were going to be settled down and comfortable. Right? But when the Lord asks us to do something and we step into it, that changes things. Right? That makes th- everything completely different. So here's the deal. Through this series, all right, we, our, our mission statement is to inspire others to live or trust in and live like Jesus. Right? And so if we are living like Jesus, then we are trying our best, right? We're going to fail. There's days we're going to fail, but we're going to try our best to align our lives with what Jesus has for us. Right? That's the direction that we need to go. And so if we are preparing for the next, then we need to align ourselves with what God has for us. So today, kind of the idea is this, okay? It's going to be a short talk, but what I want us to do is to begin to prepare our hearts for what he has next for us, right? And so I'm going to give you a couple tips, but first, I've got a little clip for you, okay? This is a classic movie. Hopefully you've seen it. Maybe you've seen it. If not, I'll explain what it is after, okay? But here it is. Check this out. Hope you can see it. Can you see it? He's not talking yet. There we go. Show me 
Sander Floor. I can't move my arm, all right? What are you doing? What are you... Ow! Ow, what are you doing? Now show me Sander Floor. How did you do that? Shut up! Stand the floor. Stand up. Show me sand the floor. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Big sucker. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Now show me wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, hat. Wax off. Concentrate. Look in my eye. Lock a hand. Thumb inside. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on. Wax off. Show me penta fence up down. Up down. Up down. Other side. Look I. Always look I. Show me penta house. Say say. Lock list. Side side. Side side. Show me wax on. Wax off. Yes! 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 Show me paint fence. Yes! 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 Show me side to side. Yes! 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 Show me sand of floor. Yes! 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 So if you if you weren't awake, you are now, right? Like, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly right. But here's the thing, okay? Like, is that not a great picture of spiritual maturity, right? Because a lot of times we look at what the Lord's doing and we go, I don't have a clue what you're doing, right? You're having me sand the floor. You're having me paint the fence. You're having me wax on and wax off. But no, you're teaching me something, right? Like, you're showing me something in the same way that Mr. Miyagi was having him do these meaningless tasks or so he thought meaningless task he is teaching him and growing him and training him to what he wants him to be right and so he has kind of these foundational things that he's he's walking in so for us as we are talking about okay lord what do you want me to do next right there's a couple foundational things that I think he wants us to understand first. And so that's kind of our intention today, all right, is to prepare ourselves and prepare our hearts for what we're going to hear even next week or hear what the Lord says this week as we go through our week, all right? So here's the thing. When the Lord asks us to do something, 
right? When he is inviting us into something, there are, are typically three, th- three things, excuse me, three things, three things, okay, that we tend to respond to what he's asking us to do or how we respond to what he's asking us to do, all right? And they all start with, with C because that's how we preachers roll, right? Like, it's all got to be a little later, all right? So here they are. We cry, there's a crisis, and then there's a conflict, Okay, now I know all those seem real positive, right? Like, great, okay? But here's the thing. We cry, there's a crisis, and there's a conflict. Okay, so let's start with cry. Because when the Lord asks us to do something or to step into the next thing he has for us, sometimes we cry out to him in that. Now, here's the thing. It's okay for us to cry out to the Lord. I don't want you to get the wrong picture here, okay? Like in Romans 10.3, it says, For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, right? So cry out to the Lord and you will be saved. So it's not a bad thing to cry out to the Lord. The problem is there are sometimes when we cry out and we're asking him, okay, will you? Right? Like questioning him almost. Like will you really do that? So in 1 Peter 5.7, it also says, Give all your worries and your cares to the Lord, for he cares for you. Right? Cast your cares on him. Cry out to him. Yes, absolutely. All right, but here's the thing. In all of that, God wants to take care of you. Right? Like, God wants to save you. And we see in Scripture that oftentimes when he is working in our life, it doesn't make sense. Right? Like, we see that all through Scripture. God's trying to work in somebody's life, and they're like, what are you doing? Right? But he's like, no, no, I've got something for you. I've got something bigger for you. But here's the thing, all right? Oftentimes we take care of ourselves, don't we? Like we're really good at taking care of ourselves. And so if the Lord's asking us to do something new, we typically go, okay, how's that going to affect me, right? Like how's that going to affect old Ray if I begin to step into what God's asking me to do? So we often pray like this, okay? It steps into our prayer life. So we pray like this, God, will you give me, right? Like God, will you give me this? Or God, will you let me? Or God, would you have that person do this, that, or the other? Right? But our care for ourselves steps into our prayer towards someone else. And so when we're crying out, we're asking, Lord, will you? Now, here's the thing. All right? Here's a chance for us to kind of mature in our prayer life a little bit. All right? We can align our prayers will instead of asking God to change his will to align to our prayers. All right, let me say that again. We can align our prayers to God's will instead of asking God to change his will to align to our prayers. Right? Like, Lord, I've got a great idea, and if you'll let me follow through with it, it's going to work out great. Right? Like, isn't that sometimes how we step into our, our prayer life and maybe our prayer life for what the Lord has for us next? Right? Like, hey, I've, I've got this figured out. If you, you would just let me, let me run with it. Right, if you let me roll with it. Okay, so we, we cry out to him. The next one is this, is crisis of belief. All right, so when God invites us to the next thing, when God invites us into something that is next for our lives, there's often a crisis of belief, okay? And this is language that uh, we use in a study called Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. You ever heard of it? Yeah? Great study. All right, but in that he talks about how when God invites us into something, there is a crisis of belief, and this is usually how it looks. Okay, God invites you into something that you is beyond what you currently think you can do. Right, God invites you into something that is beyond what you currently think you can do. But then, 
Here's the, here's the kicker, all right? How we respond to God's invitation reveals what we believe about God, right? Like how we respond to that. And then also true faith requires action. So we can hear God ask us to do this thing all we want, but if we don't move into it, then we're not showing any faith in it, right? And so here's what that tends to look like, okay? This crisis of belief in, our, in the things that God's asking us to do. Or here's some areas where he might ask us to do that, and we might have a crisis of belief, okay? In forgiving someone or asking someone to forgive you, right? Showing love to your spouse. God might do something there, and you're like, oh, I'm not sure, right? Or choosing to be a parent, which is different than just having kids, Right? And here's the other tough one. Our finances, right? Our tithing and what we do with our finances, there is always going to be a crisis of belief with our tithing. Why? Because money is the thing that, man, it, it sustains us, right? It holds us on. But ultimately, here's what we're saying is that, look, I don't know if I can trust God to take care of me financially. But if God's going to take care of you in every area of your life, why would he not take care of you financially? Right? And in your giving. But here's the thing. Ultimately, it gets down to this foundation that we are struggling with what God can and cannot do, right? When we have that crisis of belief, we're saying, I'm not really sure God can do that. And when he asks us to step into that next thing, it's typically scary, right? It's a scary thing. Like I said a minute ago, you asked me a couple years ago, hey, where are you going to be? Wouldn't have said Kansas City. Wouldn't have said planting a church. But you know what? God asked me to do that. And what did, like... Hey, Ray and Abby, uproot from everything you know. Move to Kansas City and start something brand new, knowing no one. Okay. That's scary, right? It's scary. Like, that was a time in our life that both of us, Abby and I both, were just like, Lord, what are you doing? Right? What are you doing? But then you step into it, and the Lord provides, right, on the other side. The Lord brings you to these things. And so it's stepping through that crisis of belief. Because again, look, God is good, right? He's our good shepherd. He is caring for us and he is faithful in the things that he does for us. Now, here's the final C, all right? Conflict of leadership. So we cry out to him, perhaps. There's then a conflict or excuse me, a crisis of belief, but then there's also a conflict of leadership. Who is truly leading your life? Right? Like, who is truly leading your life? Are you leading your life, or is the Lord leading your life? Because here's the thing. I think a lot of times we put God on our level. Right? We put God on our level, but he is not on our level. He is high and lifted up. Right? He is above all things. You know, we have that problem in our house. Sometimes Graham or Owen will forget that they're not hanging out with their third grade or kindergarten buddies. Right? And we'll ask them to do something, and they're like, uh, yeah, bro, you know, like, whoa, hold up, right? Or Graham will overhear us talking about something, and he'll say, oh, I know what we're going to go do, right? Oh, what are we going to do? And he'll tell us, and it's like, that's nah, not even close to what we're going to do, right? But isn't that how we treat God, too? Like, hey, I got this thing figured out, right? I got it. I got it all figured out. If you would just let me do it. But ultimately, we're saying, okay, God, if you tell me, I can understand, right? But what does Scripture say? It says his ways are not our ways, right? His ways are greater than our ways. And so oftentimes we question that in this conflict of 
leadership. But here's the thing. God isn't throwing out these ideas for you saying, hey, look, this is what I have next for you in your life and hoping that they just stick to the wall, right? Like he's got a plan. He's got a plan for each one of us individually. He's got a plan for us as a church. He's got a plan for us even as a city, right? Like he's got a plan for us as a nation. I mean, 125 church planners in a room can attest to that. Like the Lord has a plan not only for Kansas City, but beyond that for the world. Like he's got a plan. And his ways are good, right? So Psalm 23 actually applies perfectly to what we're talking about. He's my shepherd. There's nothing I lack. He lies down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right path. Like Those are promises that we can sit in. And so when we sit there and we're, we're thinking, man, Lord, what do you want me to do next? Right? Like we have these things to sit on. We have these things to rest on. So, again, as I said, there's not a lot of scripture this morning. There's not a lot of teaching. Because I just simply wanted you to see God is working in lives of individuals who are stepping into what he has for them. And that's not to say that you're not, right? Because you, you have a story too. Like God's working in your life. Or I hope he is, right? I hope you're seeing God work in your life. But here's what I want us to do is I just want us to spend the next few minutes. The band's going to come back up and they're going to play through a couple songs. And I just want us to spend that time preparing our hearts for next week. All right? Preparing our hearts for this week throughout the, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but also for next Sunday. Because I think the Lord has something for your next. Like what he's calling you to do and asking you to do. All right? But today, I want us to prepare our hearts for that. So I've got three questions for you to kind of meditate on as, as they're playing through this next song, all right? They're going to be up on the screen, and here they are. What has God revealed to you today? Right? What has God revealed to you today? What is your current crisis of belief? And then what action is required for you to step out in faith? Okay? So what has God revealed to you today? What is your current crisis of belief and what act required for you to step out in faith? Like, what's he asking you to do? Right? What's next for you? Or maybe you're sitting there right now and you're going, man, I know what it is. Right? The Lord's stirring my heart and he's asking me to do this, but I have put up this, this, I don't think you can do it, Lord. Right? And so this can be a great time for us just to prepare for that. All right? Sound good? So let me pray for us. Father, I just pray that over these next few minutes, Lord, that you will just reveal yourself to us. Lord, I pray that our hearts are in a place that we are ready to hear from you. And Lord, as we sing through this song, Lord, may you just show yourself to us. And Lord, whether it was in the words that maybe Doug shared of a place of of a need for obedience or in the words of, of what Christina shared, or even in the words that I just shared. Lord, I pray that in that, if we are at a conflict, if we are at a crisis of belief, Lord, that you will show up in that. But Lord, we give these next few minutes to you because I believe, Lord, that you are calling each and every one of us to the next thing, to something that is that is better, that is far more than we can ask or imagine. And Lord, that your power in it Is something we cannot fathom. So, Father, I pray that we don't miss it. 
We don't miss what you have for us, each as individuals and also, Lord, as a church body. So, Lord, we give these next few minutes to you. Reveal yourself. Speak to us. Show us what that looks like. We give this time to you, and we pray these things in your awesome name.